Welcome to Central Queensland Region's Leading and Learning Podcast. These are informal conversations between leaders about educational issues and initiatives. We share them to inspire and inform you so that you may have a greater influence through your instructional leadership. I acknowledge the traditional custodians of the land across central Queensland on which we play, learn and work. I respect and honour Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander elders past, present and emerging. I extend that respect to Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander educators listening. I recognise the stories, traditions and living cultures of Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples on this land and commit to building a brighter future together. Hi, I'm Trudy Graham, your host for the show. I'm an Assistant Regional Director in Central Queensland based in Rockhampton. And today I am just delighted. I'm talking with my colleague from the Mackay office, the lovely Kath Lawler. Welcome, Kath. Thank you, Trudy. It's lovely to be here. And Kath is uh, taking off her scarf and I'm just pulling my coat off because we're going to get warmed up. We're going to have a great conversation. And our conversation starter for today will actually um, lead us right into the topic. We're talking all things conferences. And Kath, tell me, what is the best conference you've been to? Well, Trudy, I really didn't have to think too hard about this one. It is clearly uh, long reach the Longreach Conference from 2018 and you know I have been through to a lot of conferences of course you can't get to my age and not get through a lot of conferences including in New South Wales as a principal but there was just so many elements of Longreach when you thread it together just made it for me and I think for others an exceptional experience and part of you know underpinning that was that the the fact that we took it to the community of Longreach and the benefit it was for them too. So it was a two-way street. You know, the theme, Every Child Needs a Champion, uh, Lynn Sharrett being there, and, of course, it was my first time that far west in our region. So it was a a great new experience for me as well. Yeah, and who could forget that uh, conference dinner under the stars out on the, the oval at Longreach High? It was just like nothing you could ever experience anywhere else, was it? I know, right right down to the uh, Qantas Museum and the Qantas uh, aeroplane in the background. It's like, wow, this is incredible. The, the so, ca- uh, yeah. The catering by the kids too from the big red yeah. truck out there, the, the Trade Training Centre, the guest speakers which were local athletes talking about being a champion. Like there was just so many good parts. And uh, it's about the experience too, isn't it? It is, it is. But now I'm thinking, Trudy, we better stop talking it up. <laughs> because it makes it like following Chris Cook and Felicity Roberts on a podcast. It's a very hard act to follow. Well, Kath, I just want to point out that you actually mentioned Longreach. I wasn't going to bring True. it up because True. you are, uh, I think we call you chairperson of the organising committee for the next Principals Conference here in Central Queensland. And we're going to be talking about that today. But it was actually you that did name Longreach as your favourite con- conference. Well, I couldn't help but do so, really, but I've had enough of it now. We shall not mention Longreach again. And principals who are listening, let's not do any compare and contrast. No, but but I am joking because, of course, this one is going to offer many 
new experiences as well. It is. Before we go on though to what to an, our conference plans for this year, I have to share my favourite conference experience. No pressure, Kath. No pressure. It was a Reggio Emilia conference in Hobart. It was the again the most amazing experience. So. Um, People with an early childhood background would know about the Reggio Emilia approach to um, learning in early childhood. So that was the focus of the conference. Actually, it was a bit akin to um, a rock concert for early childhood educators. It had that kind of vibe to it. Hard to uh, imagine, really. It was pretty amazing. Um, the keynote was all done in Italian. So I was actually wow. listening to the keynote with an interpreter. The other beautiful part about it, similar to Longreach, was that they brought the culture of Tasmania to us uh, in in the conference experience. And uh, just as a little taste of, of what that was like, uh, one afternoon tea break, we walked out onto the breakout space and we were served local wines, freshly shooked oysters, and um, the Camin local camembert cheese. That was the afternoon tea, and all three of those local products could be purchased and shipped back to the mainland. It really was amazing. Our early childhood folks listening in will probably know exactly what I'm talking about, but yes, it was a conference to remember. And again, it's about the experience. And we're going to talk about this new experience that Central Queensland are cooking up yes. in, yeah. uh, in 2020. Mm -hmm. Which yes, has been a year, a year like no other. So this conference might be a conference <sighs> like no other. <laughs> I think so. I think it's the first time for a lot of people, um, including myself, to experience this. And I know that the eyes of the state, I do believe, will be upon us to see, uh, you know, how this rolls out and, and what we do. So, um, yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. If, if ever a region was going to have a crack, it's ours. Absolutely. Risk takers. Absolutely. Yeah. Not so, in a silly way. No. Although I think there's going to be some fun and frivolity in the mix that it, that it wouldn't be CQ without that. But yep. Kath, give us the backstory on on the conference and and where we've come from to where we are right now. Yeah. So for those who are new to the region and for those who've been around for a long time as well, you know, we hold a conference every two years as a region. So in my time, uh, Gladstone was 2016. We had it there at the Entertainment Centre in Gladstone and then we had Longreach in 2018. So this year it was Mackay's turn and, and Mackay, we're all pumped ready for it to happen and of course then COVID has um, thrown uh, many many plans into disarray. So uh, what we then had to do was uh, rejig and through the leadership of Kim of course we um, made an assessment about what we could do and we have done the risk assessment and gone for it so to speak to deliver it on a virtual platform. So that's where we sit at the moment. Many elements of the conference haven't changed, like the, the workshops, the intention, the learning intentions of the conference remain the same, the key speaker, but we have shifted it to be delivered virtually via Zoom. When we started to investigate this, we were told quite clearly that this has never been done before. That's right. That's right. And particular, particular elements, for instance, as we speak, our principal's access to Zoom is being fast-tracked. Uh, so I know that there's some work going on behind the scenes with that and uh, we have engaged Quelly to deliver the conference 
in partnership with us. So they'll, they're looking after all the online delivery aspects, thank goodness, I would say. And uh, so it will be delivered via Zoom. Yeah, and, and so that also is a new piece of work across our state. You know, obviously we have considered the risks, so, so we've identified across the region localities that have the highest bandwidth, the capability of, of taking on the conference, and as our principals would know by now, hopefully, that they would have been encouraged to, to gather in those hubs. Or if not, find find another locality. Like I've heard some nice stories about principals taking it into their own hands, if you like, and finding um, local venues that have the bandwidth and, and all the other things they need for the two days. But yeah, so um, principals gathering in hubs, which hopefully will deliver some of that fun and frivolity, if we know our principals, I'm sure that that will be the case, as well as a sense of humour and some resilience. You know, it, sometimes it might have hiccups, it might not go to plan, but we do have some kind of plan B things happening as well. Because it was something that the organising committee really considered and, and that was the social aspect of a conference and that networking and connection that happens outside of the planned workshops and keynotes. And this concept of gathering in hubs will in a way attempt to address that. And Absolutely, yeah. And, you know, I know, uh, for instance, one of the small school clusters that are gathering in here, shout out to the Northern Highway cluster, they're going to be accessing it from floor five here at regional office. They've already organised their dinner uh, together. A couple of that live much further out will be will be staying in here. I think they're onto the catering aspect already. I heard about this some group. Trudy's probably in your area that's going to dress up in a Star Wars theme. I think you know and have a bit of fun that way. Kath, I think it would be Angela Collins' principles who will be dressing <laughs> up. Oh, I think she'd probably be encouraging a bit of that. I, I would say. <laughs> uh, I would think so. Kath, tell us a little bit about themes of the conference and, and how that's maintained its momentum. Yeah, well, you know, um, Trude, as you recall, uh, part of the work was at the beginning of the year when we were working as a leadership team and, and the belief that, um, and we we're all principals once as ARDs, you know, that principals deserve to know what it is that we expect of them. What is the work that, that needs to be done here? So you might remember in those meetings in Rocky that um, I was adamant that we were going to come out with, with four dot points about what we wanted principals to know. And they're right here actually, same words written on my wall here on the same piece of butcher's paper. So by the end of the conference, we want our principals to know uh, what the attributes, actions and behaviours of instructional leaders are, particularly in terms of the Australian curriculum. So there is a stream of workshops around instructional leadership Know how to lead through collaborative inquiry. So there's four workshops structured around different levels of collaborative inquiry. Know how to lead transition. The workshops around there take you from before transition, so the, the, what you would think of this, I guess the traditional look at transition in the kinder to year two space. And then we go um, through year six, seven and uh, QCE beyond, as well as there's a workshop around transition for every student looking at that inclusion lens. And then the final stream is about centred around case management and our case management work, knowing how to link inclusion through that. So there are four fairly tight dot points that the streams and each ARD team in the four centres that we have has taken leadership of those streams and designed the workshops accordingly. So you'll see um, different people from around the, the central office and, and our region and other regions 
will be zooming in in this instance to present. That's the flavour of the four workshops. And then you add to that um, Michelle Locke, who is our key speaker, will also be doing the same workshop three times she's presenting it. So principals can access that once as well. Yeah, that's lovely. And people who are listeners to the podcast will start to see that those streams that you just uh, mapped out actually align beautifully with our pillars that uh, Pete Tanza spoke with me about back in episode three. So there's a really strong alignment there with our regional work. Absolutely. We're very, uh, you know, it's very intentional. What it, you know, we serve our principals and this conference is to serve their needs. And I will say about the workshops that our wonderful reference group, which, uh, you know, if I do a shout out to the original reference group, which was, you know, Len, Hayden, Leanne, Tamara and Kathy Rolfe, gave it the absolute thumbs up when we presented to them the workshops and how they were going to be presented. And one of them I remember said they were very, very excited about the prospect. And that reference group now has expanded a little too, Kath. Oh, it sure has. The reference group has been widened to include the lead principal of each hub. So what I've done is approached the principal of the hubs that were identified as having the capability to host the conference and and just kind of put it to them, look, this is what we're thinking, this is how it's going to roll. But all of them, uh, you know, as you'd expect principals to do, they say, yep, no worries, we'll give it a crack. And that's what we want to hear, we'll give it a crack. And uh, it's no problem. For the next three weeks, we're going to include their, those lead principals in a wider uh, reference group as we roll out the big ticket items like, you know, Zoom access. And so we'll be uh, conferencing with them on a weekly basis for the next three weeks. Because once again, this has pivoted really quickly, hasn't it? If I recall back, like mid last term, we weren't even sure what we were doing. And it was only as the term two sort of came to an end that we had the capability to do this in sense of technology. Absolutely. It was, you know, and it, and it was a very considered approach, as you remember. Like we, you know, like any decision you would make, we put all the data together, all the information, and of course, like the good leader I am, I said to Kim Fredericks, here it is, yours, <laughs> here's the data, you need to make the decision, no, poor Kim, but, but, you know, and an informed decision, I know Kim went to, um, you know, other parties in central office who, who would have a, a different view of things and got their perspectives, and we made an informed decision to go ahead based on the information that we have. Yeah, so... Bring it on. Bring it on. Now, you mentioned Kim. Kim, of course, is going to be one of the key speakers on the first morning, and I'm sure she's actually going to open with the theme of the conference. Should we give that away now, or are we keeping that as a secret? Um, the theme of the conference meaning acing it? Yeah, well, yep, there you go. We're not keeping it a secret. No, We're let it out. Well, registration is um, open today, this week, So, and they'll see the Acing It theme is on the registration. It's a theme that's well known across our region, so that is the theme of the conference. We're going to ace it, but I'm not allowed to say we're going to virtually ace it. Yeah, no, that doesn't have quite the same message, does it? <laughs> we're acing it virtually, maybe. <laughs> Yes, and we've got a commitment from Tony Cook, our Director-General. He's going to be a part of this groundbreaking experience. Absolutely, on the first morning. So we've all got to be uh, ready to rock and roll and up and zooming at uh, Tony's on at 8.30. So we'll have the conference opening at 8.15 
and then uh, Tony Cook will be on from 8.30 to 9.15. He, he was, uh, yeah, absolutely on board with the presenting. And then uh, in that first morning, we built in brain breaks because uh, no human being, I don't think, can sit and pay attention, you know, for all those hours on end. So uh, there's purposely built breaks in there and you might be finding some little activities to keep you busy somewhere along the line. And then uh, we have after Tony Cook brain break and then setting the scene. So that's where Kim will set the scene for us for the conference as our regional director. Yes, one of the things we learnt from our COVID experience is that you can't be on Zoom all day, every day without no. being kind to your brain and particularly in this learning space. That's been well thought out. Now, there's yeah. a couple of other presenters as well. There looks like there's a wellbeing session from Headspace. Yeah, Polly Chester. So she's got a 30-minute session and she'll be focusing on principles as people, as humans. So we really just wanted it to be about our principles. Your principles have been through a hell of a lot uh, recently through courtesy of COVID and it is time to, to just kind of take a deep breath, reflect on self and, and gather yourself and make sure you're looking after your own well-being. So deliberately ask Polly to, to focus on the people in the room. And they have had, oh, dare I use the word, unprecedented. <laughs> There's one thing for you, Drew. I'm not going to use that word today. Uh, in term two, I'm talking about the work of our principals, but can I say just how amazing they were and are. So, Principals are the most amazing people. I tell mine that all the time. I hope they hear it and they hope they don't know I'm joking. What other industry would these people be able to do what they've done? You know, yeah. flip their whole service, manage the human side of it. Yeah, amazing. Yeah. Look after the big people and the little people. Yeah, yeah. It's extraordinary. Just, and and kept their sense of humour uh, <laughs> through it all. Most times, most times, true. Yes. So now, one of the other things too, we probably should give a quick mention to is Raquel Gibbons yeah. and Kim Fredericks. They will be presenting some of the findings from the regional review. So that'll be a fascinating session. I think that's on the second day, if I recall correctly. It is on, on the second day. So, yeah, they've got a time to uh, feed back to the principals what were the findings from the regional self-assessment that we went through just at the end of um, last term, which many principals were involved with directly or through the surveys. I know that they had the highest response ever survey they put out, so they had lots of information there. So yeah, Raquel and Kim will be co-presenting back to principals the findings of that review. The other thing, of course, is Michelle Locke, the key speaker, which we are very familiar with. Uh, I know some of my principals have, through Quelly, done some work with Michelle Locke and uh, a couple of them separately said it was the best thing they have ever done. And I remember I fed that back to Michelle. What I like about this is that Michelle will also speak to principals as uh, people and talk about the, the human aspects of leadership, which she does. You know, I love that, she, that she's on about creating better humans, creating better leaders. So really looking forward to the counterbalance, if you like, between what Michelle Locke will be presenting and then we'll have the workshops, which, you know, are very focused on the work. Yes, and then in those streams that you talked about earlier, those key themes, of course, we have homegrown case studies, so our own principals co-presenting with 
regional personnel as well and sharing their success stories that we can all learn from. So that's going to make for some really great breakout sessions across the two days. So part of the feedback from that Longreach conference was um, from principals is that, that they want to hear more case studies or, or examples of where, well, where does this work, you know, and how does that work in school. So we've been very clear with our presenters and when we're designing our streams that in some shape or form that principals are given access to something that says, well, this is how that would work. So, you know, if I think about like um, Mark Honke, for instance, will actually be going to the Evidence Hub and they have a couple of case studies that talk about the work he'll be presenting. But I know in your instructional leadership stream, you've actually got some presenters like Jeff Jetson co-presenting, which is great. Um, in the early years, we've got uh, Mackay West co-presenting. So there's lots of different types of examples. You know, so we're not only talking about the work, and, but we're actually giving you examples of where it happens. And the organising com committee and each, in each stream, we've been really mindful too that there are sessions that suit principals in different contexts, different sectors, so small school principals, secondary school principals, you know, the big primaries, leading a team, early years pieces. Yep. I know um, Angela Collins and Lisa Neaton from the CLAW have worked on uh, work around inquiry and collaboration, so yeah, there's something in there for everyone. Now, Kath, let's get down to some of the housekeeping. Yes, okay. What do principals need to do to get ready for this amazing experience? Right, well, they need to register. So before they register, they need to have organised with their colleagues where they're going to access the conference from. The hubs are suggested. What we would suggest to you, this is where the bandwidth has capability. But as I said, like some principals are very clever people and, and some of them have already worked out other ways of accessing it from different places in their communities and that's all good. But what we do need to know on registration is where you're accessing the conference from. So it'll have all the hubs there but it'll also have, there's another space to say, well I'm not going to a hub but this is where I will be. The other thing operationally is just you need to have a laptop, you need to have a working set of headphones and a mic and I'm looking at you Laurie Shepherd at Vic Park. And you need to, uh, once you get the Zoom access, just make sure you're, you're across it a little bit of the ins and outs because you will be very much, when you go to your breakout workshop, you'll be on your own with your laptop and your headset. So when you register, um, it will just ask you to identify where you're going to be and then you have to pick your workshops from the stream. So I'll ask you to go through just like any other conference. Uh, the cost of the conference is $200. And that's a pretty good deal, really. You know, anyone who's accessed Michelle Locke as an individual would would uh, consider that $200 is a pretty good value for a, a whole conference, two days of, of quality. So, you know, of course, that's the benefit, I guess, of having a virtual conference is the costs are a lot lower. Yes. Now, we're also going to send out some pre-work. We are going to send out some pre-work. Uh, there will be four pieces of pre-work, one for each of those streams, so one about instructional leadership, one about collaborative inquiry, one about transitions and one about case management. Very tight, very short little pieces of pre-work and then um, after the conference also there will be some post-survey type of work. To, as always, we have to measure our impact of the conference. And did you want to talk about the videos? Well, I sure do, Trudy. Please send me your 10 second video, just a selfie, hold up your phone, 
in front of your school, some of mine are centered in in front of their school sign. We are Moorabah and we are diverse or we are um, nailing it, you know. So going to have a bit of fun with that, going to thread it together and it will be um, used as um, certain spots throughout the conference. But we'd like every principal to be involved in that. It doesn't involve hair and makeup. It's just you and your iPhone and away you go. Um, Dana Lennon-Spindler, the wonderful Dana, has got some more explicit instructions about how to hold your phone and all that type of stuff, and that's on the um, email and it's probably be in the show notes as well today. We will. We'll put information in the show notes and we'll put the registration link as well. So, Kath, just to wrap up, anything else you wanted to mention about the conference that we haven't covered yet? No, I just think that, um, as I've said to the lead principals, you know, I'd say to all principals, well, we work in schools, so we've got to be resilient and we have to have a sense of humour. But we're also great risk takers and we're highly intelligent. And as I said at the beginning, if any region can deliver this conference, we can get through this together. And, I, you know, it has the potential to be a uh, wonderful piece of work and just as memorable as Longreach. Just, yeah, bring your sense of humour, bring your resilience, bring your working laptops and your headsets. Yeah, and like everything we do in Central Queensland, it will be a learning experience on so many levels. Absolutely. It's going to be great. I'm, Can't wait. Yeah, and I'm really proud, you know, of our region. I'm always proud of the work in our region, and I think this is just another indicator that we've got the people. That's the thing. We've got the people in our region, not only to deliver it, like a great committee, the great reference group, the lead principals, but also the principals who will be receiving the conference who just know that they'll do it in the in the spirit that it's intended and I'm sure they'll get the fun and frivolity aspects achieved as well. Well, Kath, that brings us to the end of oh. that. Uh, I, I must say, it feels a bit like uh, an Annabelle Crabbe and Lee Sales kind of show today. Can yes. I pretend? Can we pretend? Yes. Go for it. A little bit of chat, 10 looks 3. Yes, <laughs> yes definitely. We'll of that happening. Uh, if, if only. Um, but uh, thank you so much. It's been awesome talking to you about our upcoming Principals Conference and it's uh, it's an experience in a very different way but it's it's going to be amazing to be a part of. So thank you for outlining all the preparation that the committee have been working on behind the scenes and thanks. That's no problem Trudy. I remember, you might remember when, um, when we first started planning the conference and uh, Kim said, I still remember at the meeting, well okay, it's going to be in Mackay, this is you know Seems like a long time ago. It's yeah. going to be Mackay. Who's going to chair the committee? <laughs> yeah, it was about that. I'm like, oh, God, Brendan Smith was away. Oh, look, I'll do it. <laughs> Not knowing. And I remember, I think at the time, I said something like, you know, well, it's going to be a, a very long labour and a hard birth or something. Well, I didn't know that the labour, but courtesy COVID, was going to go quite so long. It's a very, very long labour now but it'll be a wonderful birth when it happens. Yeah, I was going to make jokes about the pregnant pause before you did. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, so, Kath, let's go now because I know you listen to the podcast as I you uh, drive around central Queensland. Are you ready to go to the fast five that aren't sure. so fast? Sure thing. Shoot. Okay. So, Kath Lawler, when and where was your first teaching appointment? Right. Well, of course, it's not a clear, clean answer. My first teaching was I was a high school phys ed teacher, 
So I did my first teaching appointments around Brisbane in various secondary schools. But then I found my way somehow to Wilston State School teaching year seven. So that was my first uh, setting in primary. And interestingly, and sadly, I think Kelly Jepson was there at the time, probably as a student. That's how old I am now. <laughs> But then my first actual permanent appointment was to Clontarf Beach State School. There you go. Great. So, Kath, when you think about your work, what was the last thing that made you smile? Well, I had to think about that one. And, uh, and really, if I take the word last thing that made me smile to, would be today. And I did send out that email to my principals. Please, please, just reminding you, I really need those 10-second videos. And, of course, some of the responses, principals being, you know, the absolute best people they are, but also quite funny, were quite funny and it made me smile. I just love the, the banter that can happen via email when you send something out. But yeah, so, but principals always make me smile and, um, you know, have one drop in last week here and yeah, it's just, they're just great people, love them. Yeah. Kath, what's your best book or film recommendation? Well, people can't see me folding my arms, but well, um, I'm going to say a movie, uh, Lost in Translation, starring Bill Murray and a very young Scarlett Johansson. I think she was 16 and Bill Murray was in his 40s. don't know whether you know it. It's set in Tokyo. So you probably know I'm a bit of a, a, bit of a Japanophile, I think, which is, you know, I like Japanese culture, been there a few times. Can I just say, Trude, you know I'm a fan of the Urban Dictionary. I'm not a Japanologist and I'm not a weeaboo, but I do like Japan, and um, but I particularly like this movie and it's, it's um, in this movie it's the power of silence. So they're, very, they're two very um, isolated people. And interestingly in the movie, the only direct conversation that happens in the movie is between the two of them in the whole movie. Wow. Everything else is through translation or through um, technology or even when someone talks to them, they're not really talking to them. It's Yeah, I just love it. It's a great movie. Sounds fascinating. It is an interesting movie, yes. The, fa the Fast Five is almost like a cultural experience every time I do this. <laughs> Kath, what's your favourite quote? Well, this was quite an easy one, actually. This, this was handed to me on a piece of paper when I was in the leadership team of a school on the Gold Coast and we were, I guess, fighting a bit of a battle for a kid, actually, talking about every kid needs a champion. And um, this is handed me on, to me on a slip of paper, which I kept. It said, be bold and mighty forces will come to your aid. That's a great one. Yeah, so I always had it up on my, I don't have it up here on my wall at the moment, but I always had it up in my office when I was a principal. You know, I think it's either attributed to a poet called Basil King or the old German poet Wolfgang Goethe. Um, but, yeah, be bold and mighty forces will come to your aid. That's great. Mm. I like it. Well, that one will be in the show notes too with the correct reference. We'll Google it. Well, Fact yeah. check that one. Yeah, yeah, you better. <laughs> And Kath, as far as things to see in CQ, what's our best kept secret? Well, that's an easy one too for me. I, you know, a girl from northern New South Wales slash Gold Coast. First time ever I drove out to Moorambah and I think you might remember Trudy, I did report that week at the Friday ELT. I've been out west this week and the likes of, you know, Angela Collins and Brendan Smith were like, oh, really? You know, really? That's not quite west. But for me it is Moorambah. And then the road from Moorambah to Claremont, 
and you go through the Peak Downs Highway at the Peak Downs Mine there, which in itself is a, is a bit of a sight. So it's one of those things the first time was so big that they didn't really see it properly. You know, I don't know whether that explains well. But you go through that cutting and then it, the road opens up and to on the road to Claremont and just just wide open country and then on the right there's the, the Gemini um, peaks, the two mountains, and then there's the Wolfgang Peak, I think it is on the left, if I think I've got it right. But they just, uh, I just thought, wow, wow. That's, I remember saying that to myself driving through in that little white gubby Prado. Wow, this is amazing. And then Claremont itself is a town that I love. Um, I think it's got a beautiful feel about it. Um, so uh, that in itself is a, is a bit of a well-kept secret, I think. And then, you know, there's a road that goes from Claremont up, up the middle to Dysart through there, and that's another great piece of country, really wide open spaces. So it was the first time I thought, oh, I get it. I get why people love living up here. And I certainly yeah. get it now after six, nearly six years. But there was, I'd still do a shout-out to that whole region. And Anne Baker, who I will say is an old netball colleague of mine, the, the uh, mayor of Isaac region, does a wonderful job. And they've got lots of uh, – Isaac region's as big as Tasmania, I think. It's a huge amount and wow. it's got lots of diversity. So that's my um, – yeah, that's my uh, best-kept secret. Yeah, and I haven't driven some of those roads, but the way you have just described it, Kath, I think it's uh, – I need to somehow achieve that. So thank you. Yeah, thank you. I, I, yeah, definitely. I would get it. I actually want to take my parents on a drive out there because I think they would love it. My dad would love Claremont. Like Claremont, I remember last time I was there sitting outside the motel and a horse and carriage came along. <laughs> I just thought – where else could I be that that would happen? You know, it was beautiful. It was sunset and this horse carriage was clopping up the road and I thought, wow, that's amazing. Well, actually, dare I mention it, but if you were sitting at the Cry in Rockhampton, you'd probably see that as well because there's a horse and oh. carriage that works on a Friday night. Well, it did do go. before COVID. There you go. So, uh, yeah. See, I haven't been to the Criterion, Trudy, yeah. on so. a Friday night. <laughs> Things you find in central Queensland. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Well, Kath, thank you so much for doing the Fast Five. And like I said before, for talking all things principal conference with me, uh, it's going to be a great experience and you are sharing what the committee have been working on and how it's shaping up. I'm sure people listening in now are also really looking forward to it as well. So thanks for your time today, Kath. Really do appreciate it. Thank you, Trudy. That was uh, really enjoyable uh, and great job on the podcast. Oh, thank you. So if you have suggestions or recommendations for future episodes or you'd like to give us the gift of feedback, whether it's positive or negative, you can email us at cqcommunications at qed.qld.gov.au. If you have enjoyed the show, don't forget to subscribe in your favourite podcast app. You will find it on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher and Deezer. And if you know of an educational leader in central Queensland who may also enjoy listening to the conversations, please help us spread the word by telling them about the podcast or forwarding the email that comes each fortnight with the show notes. Thanks, Kath. Thanks, Trudy. Happy afternoon, everyone. for listening to Central Queensland Region's Reading and Learning Podcast. 
We trust this conversation has given you the information and inspiration to lead so that every student in our region succeeds.